Dangerous Assignment. Transcribed starring Brian Dunleavy as Steve Mitchell. Danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to prove that sometimes the nicest thing that can happen to a guy is to get kidnapped. Morning, Commissioner. You sent for me? Steve, does the name Ellis Chandler mean anything to you? Ellis Chandler? Sure. Otherwise known as the notorious Colonel Chan, soldier of fortune. He'd been in the Orient for years. Do anything for a fast buck. Right now, he's in the business of smuggling guns and ammunition into the islands of the South Pacific. That sounds like Chan, all right. He's operating an air freight line out of Port Moresby in New Guinea. We've kept our eye on him for some time. So far, we've been unable to find out who he's working for and where the guns are coming from. Oh, China, probably. Last night, as Colonel Chan was preparing to take off from the airstrip at Moresby, our men decided to close in. But he managed to get away in a hail of bullets. That guy is as slippery as a needle in a barrel of oil. He didn't get very far, though. Early this morning, his plane crashed in the Coral Sea, just off the Solomons. A Navy destroyer picked him up. He was badly injured. Where is he now, Commissioner? The destroyer is taking him back to the hospital at Port Moresby. Get over there, Steve. Check with Jim Turner. He's in charge of the case. Find out what you can from Colonel Chan. It's vitally important we learn who has been buying those guns and smash the operation. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck. The National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment. Starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful, two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another dangerous assignment. Each Wednesday evening on most NBC stations, you'll hear a great lineup of stellar radio programs. For comedy, laugh with You Bet Your Life and Groucho Marx. Groucho is quick with the quips, and his cutting humor is sure to bring laughs for you and your whole family. Then, from mythical Summerfield, NBC brings you the great Gildersleeve. It's a laugh-packed 30 minutes of fun with the water commissioner, Leroy, Birdie, Marjorie, and all the folks who drop into Peavy's drugstore. Yes, keep your entertainment date with the great Gildersleeve. And from the front pages of America's newspapers, hear another authentic big story. Wednesday's a fine evening for radio entertainment when you set your dial to the NBC radio network. Got my assignment. Get over to a hospital at Port Moresby in New Guinea, have a chat with a notorious Colonel Chan, soldier of fortune, and find out who hired him to run guns and ammo into the islands of the South Pacific. It's late Wednesday afternoon when my plane lands. I hustle over to the hospital. Jim Turner, our agent in charge of the case, is waiting for me. And from the expression on his face, I figure I can expect some bad news. Well, you're too late, Steve. He's dead? Yeah, I died an hour ago. Severe head injury. I went over to his office at the airport to see if I could turn up anything. Did you? Yeah, a letter. Got it right here. It was in his desk. Have a look. Mm-hmm. Signed by a man named Jarvis? He's a copra broker. Mm-hmm. Has an office here in town. He sent the letter to Chandler two days ago. Chandler run freight for Jarvis? Mm-hmm. Now, in the letter, Jarvis writes that a client of his, uh, the name isn't mentioned, has expressed a desire to meet with Chandler personally. 
Jarvis has arranged for them to get together on the next trip. Meaning that maybe Chan was on his way to meet him when he crashed. That maybe this client of Jarvis is the Mr. Big we're after. Right. I think I ought to pay a call on friend Jarvis. Looks like he's the go-between. Come in, sir. Come in, please. Thanks. Uh, sorry to bother you, Mr. Uh, Jarvis. Not at all, sir. Not at all. Your name is, uh, Winchell? Mitchell. <laughs> Steve Mitchell. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, my secretary said it was Winchell. Fool girl never gets anything right. Do sit down, please. I uh, thought you might be able to give me some information. No, indeed. Uh, pertaining to... An old friend of mine, Colonel Chan. Colonel Chan? Well, I don't believe that I am familiar His with... His real name is Ellis Chandler. Ellis Chandler? The flyer? That's right. Well, by George, you mean to say that Chandler is the well-known Colonel Chan? Well, sir, that is a bit of news. Your old friend, sir. Yeah. They told me at the airport that he'd taken a shipment out. I didn't know when he'd be back. Oh, I see. I understand he runs quite a bit of freight for you. Oh, true, true, true. Copra, you know. Well, I'd hope that if the shipment was yours, you might be able to tell me where I'd find him. Oh. Oh, well, I am sorry, Mr. Mitchell. I'm afraid I can't tell you. He wasn't flying for you then, eh? Uh, no, a busy man, our friend Chandler. Mr. Mitchell flies freight for a good many firms here in the area... I suggest you may inquire of them. Perhaps they could... Yeah, I guess I'll do that, Mr. Jarvis. Oh, excuse me, please. Yes? Oh, yes, put him on, Miss Moon. It's a long-distance call from a client, Mr. Mitchell. Sure, sure, I'll be on the way. I'm sorry I wasn't able to help you, sir. Well, thanks, anyway. Steve, didn't you get anything out of Jarvis at all? Well, just before I left, his secretary put a call into him, a long-distance call from a client. Oh? Could have been our Mr. Big, wondering what's happened to Chan. Yeah, be nice if we could find out where that call came from, huh? Yeah, let's get out of here, Jim. Okay. Look, Steve, I have an idea. Yeah? The secretary of Jarvis. Her name is Miss Moon. Uh, she'd know where that long-distance call came from. Sure. Is she the, um... A friendly type? Very. Well, if we played our cards right... She might give out with some information, huh? <laughs> you go back to the hotel. I'll check with you in a while. But what about Miss Moon? That's my cab over there, Sid. Yeah, hey, there's a dame in it. Miss Moon? It isn't the mountain goat, Buster. I'll see you later. Oh, hello, Steve. I've, I've been waiting... Hey, what happened to you? You're soaking wet. Here, I've got something for you. A lily. You can press it in a book sometime. Thanks. Now, look, Steve. Okay, okay. I took Miss Moon to a quiet little cafe for cocktails. While she's sipping a martini, I steer the conversation around it. Jarvis? So? So it turns out she hates the guy. Doesn't want to talk about him. Oh, great. So we have another martini. This loosens her tongue? Only her throwing arm. She starts pelting everybody along the bar with oyster crackers. Now she hates everybody. <laughs> oh, fine. Sounds like quite a doll. Two Martini Moon, a fat gent close by calls her as he combs the crackers out of his hair. I ease her out of the place and decide she'd better go home. On the way, we pass a lily pond. That's all, brother. I know. She wanted to go in swimming? She shoved before I could refuse the invitation. Well, the cops show up and I duck out fast. And what happened to Two Martini Moon? Last time I saw her, she was plowing across the pond in a southeasterly direction with the gendarmes in hot pursuit. Well, that sure was a waste of time. Not exactly. What do you mean? That dunking I got in the lily pond gave me an idea, Jim. According to Jarvis's letter, Chan and Mr. Big had never met before, so I become Colonel Chan and go on to meet the big shot. What? Why not? Well, Chan was on his way to meet the big shot. 
Only we don't know where. Exactly what was Chan's position when he crashed? Well, according to the Navy report, at a point some 30 miles off San Cristobal Island. He was headed south. Probably for the New Hebrides group. Okay, so I take a dunking in the Coral Sea just off the island. A ship headed in that direction takes me in. Go on. If the news gets around the grapevine that the notorious Colonel Chan had crashed and was picked up and was now stranded on one of the islands... Sure, I get it. If you can't go to Mr. Big, he'll come to you. I want this to look as legit as possible. I'd rather be rescued by someone not in on the act, if you know what I mean. Okay. While you get into some dry clothes, let me check with one of our men over in Bougainville. He'll know about the ships traveling the trader lane. By sundown, we've completed our plan for Operation Sea Rescue. Two hours later, I'm aboard a Navy flying boat, and we're well out over the Coral Sea, headed for the new Hebrides Island. About as far as we go, Steve. Pilot's going to set her down. Exactly where are we, Jim? We're approximately ten miles off the Spiritu Santo, the largest of the islands. That's where we're going? Yeah. Our rescue ship ought to be along in an hour or so. Just what you ordered. Oh? We found out there's a copra trader out of Bougainville. The uh, skipper's a shady character named Wing Sue, affectionately known as Pigfoot. Two toes? Oh. Has a fondness for pickled pig's feet. He sounds real peachy. He's well known in the area, Steve. Has an in with the underworld, and he's always out for a buck. But watch your step, Colonel Chan. If the word's gotten out that the real Chan is dead back at Moresby... You'll wind up likewise. Don't worry, my will is made up. You'll get my bicycle clipped. A few minutes later, the seaplane sets down. I pile out in my one-man life raft and wait for a ship and a skipper called Wing Sue, otherwise quaintly known as Pigfoot. It's ten minutes of eleven when I look at my watch again, and then I see a ship approaching. I take the flare out of my pocket... It lights up the sky with a pretty red glow. The ship shifts course and heads for me. It looks like I'm in, but a couple of minutes later, it looks like I'm going to be done in. The trader is headed straight for me. I stand up, wave frantically, but she keeps coming right at me. Steve Mitchell will continue his dangerous assignment in just a moment. Twenty seconds from now, a fire will break out somewhere in the United States, causing untold misery and devastation. More than 11,000 persons are killed annually by these fires, many more are injured, and more than $700 million worth of property is lost. Now, the most tragic part of this statement lies in the fact that more than 90% of all fires in the home start through sheer carelessness and could be avoided. Here are a few simple rules of safety which will help you to protect your home and your loved ones from the ravages of fire. First... Do not smoke in bed or discard lighted cigarettes carelessly. Second, clean out old newspapers, magazines, and other inflammable debris. Third, promptly repair all defective wiring and electrical equipment. If a wire looks frayed or worn, replace it at once. Fourth, use only those cleaning fluids which will not burn. And fifth, be careful with matches. Keep them out of the reach of small children. You can't afford to gamble with fire... The odds are against you every time. Now back to Dangerous Assignment and Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. The boat's almost on top of me. I dive to one side as it hits the raft. 
Suddenly a line drops beside me. I grab at it and get hauled up over the side of the corporate trader. Waddling toward me along the deck is a pudgy gent with a big grin, and when I see what he's gnawing on, I know I've found my boy Pigfoot, all right. What's wrong? Most fortunate you're still alive. You're telling me. Most clumsy helmsman of mine almost hit you. What do you mean, almost? Very unfortunate accident. Accident. But happy ending, huh? Here. You like some Pigfoot? Uh, uh, not right now. It's very good. It's also my name, Pigfoot. Real name is Wing Sue. For friends, call me Pigfoot. You call me Pigfoot too, huh? Uh, thanks. Your name? Uh, Mega Joe. Oh, so? What happened, uh, Joe? My plane got tired. Oh, so? Very happy for you, Pigfoot. Come along in his boat, huh? Yeah, thanks. Here. Money's a little soggy, but you can dry it off. Oh, so, big bank hole. Have an excellent place to dry off money. Maybe you... Thanks uh... a lot, but no thanks. I'll let the rest of it dry off in my own pocket. Where are we heading? Espirito Santo. Suits me. There is Navy patrol boat in area. Maybe you'd like to be transferred to it, huh? Look, if we should run into the patrol boat on the way in, I'd just as soon you kept me out of sight. Oh, so? And here's for doing it. Oh, so... Uh, what you say your name is? I told you, call me Joe. <laughs> Pigfoot's little button eyes keep flicking toward me. I can tell he figures he's got a distinguished visitor aboard and, more important, a chance to pick up a few fast bucks. So far, so good. We dock two hours later, and he's sticking to me like a brother. He hustles me to a back booth in a waterfront bar. Friend of mine run this bar. Can help you. Oh, for instance. For instance, hello. What? Well, hello. Oh, so, Liana, he's a friend of mine, Joe. How are you, Joe? Better by the minute. Sit down. Thanks. Well, what can I do for you, Joe? You know, that's a leading question and could easily... Hey, wait a minute. Are you the friend Pigfoot was telling me about, the one who runs this bar? That's right. Wait. Over there near the bar, the local law. Lieutenant Fabian. Hey, he's heading this way. Well, 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 Leanna. Are you perhaps trying to get your license revoked? I don't understand, Lieutenant. I can't think of a better way than harboring undesirable characters here. Undesirable? Your friend, Colonel Chan. What? Are you Colonel Chan? So what? I thought I made it clear the last time you were here two years ago, Colonel Chan, that you are emphatically not welcome on this island. I'll give you exactly two hours to clear out. Don't push. I'll shove off when I get ready. I see. Very well. That's your attitude? You'll spend your time here locked up. On your feet. Look. I said on your feet, Colonel Chan. Okay, I... Oh, so! You better get out of here. Any idea where to? Yes, three block down, little hotel, room number seven in back. You wait there for me. Now you go, quick. Ten minutes later, I'm in a broken down hotel room, apparently the plan is still Okay, and I just hope I didn't slug Lieutenant Fabian too hard. Quite an act he put on. Huh? Two hours later, Bigfoot shows up. Oh, entire town buzzing with story. How you clip officer, Colonel Chen? Oh. Be very difficult for you to get off island now. Oh, great. But can be arranged for $1,000. American. Well, 
Ordinarily, I'd be delighted, Pigfoot, but it so happens I don't have $1,000 American. Oh, so? Well, perhaps you're afraid with $1,000 American dollar, huh? Yeah, that's a thought. There's a guy I've been doing a little work for lately. Who is he? Where can I find him? Uh, you say the news about me is all over the island, huh? Oh, yes. Then just sit tight. I have a hunch he'll find you. through the grapevine that Pigfoot knows where Colonel Chan is hiding, it'll eventually reach the ears of Mr. Big, whoever he is, and that's what I'm counting on. Towards evening, I doze off, but not for long. Who is it? It's a your good friend, the Pigfoot. Hello. You were right about what would happen, Colonel Chan. What do you mean? Well, after leaving you earlier today, I was contacted by your friend with much money, the man you work for. Oh? Yes. Lives on a nearby island and wished to talk to me. So I go over and brought him back. Where is he? How's he not far? I take you. Come. Hey, quite a joint. Yes. I'm glad you like it. What? Liana... Why the gun? We want you to be our guest. You're Mr. Big? No, Colonel John. But we know who this Mr. Big, as you call him, is. And we believe you are quite valuable to him. Need I say more? No, I get it. You hold me for a ransom, huh? Exactly. Pigfoot, who will make the arrangements. Guard, take Colonel John to the cellar. rugged-looking gent takes me down to the cellar. Somehow, I've got to get free and follow Pigfoot because he's obviously going to be heading for the boy who's behind the whole deal. We stop in front of a heavy door. Aside. I walk into the room, then just as he starts to close the door behind me, I suddenly throw my weight against it that swings back into him. Before he can recover his balance, I nail him. I roll him into a quiet corner, climb out the window, and start after Pigfoot. Spot him down near the waterfront. He's covering every bar and dive on the street. He goes in, comes out a minute later, and moves on to the next one. He must be thirsty, Mitchell. What? Oh, Lieutenant Fabian. I think he's rounding up his crew. Oh? Look, Lieutenant, I'm going to try and sneak aboard his boat. Why don't you pick up a couple of your men and the boat and tag along? Where to? If my hunch is right to an island inhabited mainly by the gent the real Colonel Chan was working for, the gun runner I'm after... dark by now. I slip aboard Pigfoot's boat without being seen and find a hiding place. Pretty soon, Pigfoot and the rest of his crew come aboard, and we shove off. Two hours later, we dock at a small island. I slip over the side, swim under the little pier, and wade ashore. I spot Pigfoot taking off up a trail that leads to what looks like a small plantation. And I spot something else in the underbrush. It looks like abandoned fortifications, probably from the last war. I get a sudden punch and ease over to them. I find an opening and let myself down into one of the bunkers. And then I see my hunch is right. Stacks of guns and ammunition all over. Yeah, this is the gun runner's headquarters. I climb up out of the bunker and suddenly a guard with a Tommy gun looms up in front of me. Aye. The surprise is mutual. Before he can pull the trigger, I knock the gun out of his hand. The guard goes down and stays there. I dive for the Tommy gun, but a foot jams down on my wrist and I look up into a gun barrel. Sorry. 
Huh? Jarvis. The Copra broker. That is right. Hey, what is all... Did you come on? Colonel Chen, how you get here? That is not important right now, and he's not Colonel Chen. More like a government agent. Hey, Mitchell? You're doing the talking, Jarvis. Where's the real Colonel Chen? Dead? If so, that saves me the trouble. You're the boy who's been running the whole deal, huh? That's right. Colonel Chen never knew that. I always posed as the go-between because I didn't want him to get any ideas about trying to take over from me. But he got ideas anyway, apparently. That's why you set up the meeting to knock him off. <laughs> well, a plane crash saved you the trouble. Good. Now, after I take care of you... Uh, please, what about the fee for Pigfoot, Mr. Jarvis? Are you kidding, Pigfoot? You tried to pull a fast one on Jarvis by holding me for ransom, but it didn't work. Oh, no, no, please. I was only trying to keep you in a safe place so I could deliver you to him. Take a look at his face, Pigfoot. You think he's going to buy that story? You know too much now. The only payment you'll get from him is a slug. Oh, no. Don't listen to him, Pigfoot. He's talking crazy. As soon as I take care of him, we'll have You're a... next in line, Pigfoot, and you know it. Oh, I... so sorry, but I better leave Stay now. Stay where you are. No, I... Don't move! Jarvis oh. takes his eyes off me just a moment to swing his gun toward Pigfoot. That's what I'm waiting for. I grab his arm. I'll take that. Come on, now. Hey, Pigfoot! You left your sandals. Mitchell. Huh? Oh, Lieutenant Fabian. We rounded up Jarvis's men. Our friend Pigfoot seems to be in a hurry. I'll guarantee he's never moved that fast before. Want him picked up? After all, he tried to kidnap you. But he also helped me a moment ago when he made a break like I was counting on him to. Now, let's figure he squared things up there. All right. Perhaps we can use him again sometime anyway. <laughs> I say, <laughs> look at him go. Go? Man, he's gone. Real gone. star, Brian Donlevy, will return in just a moment. Here's a tip to help you breeze right through your housework every day of the week. Join the millions of American homemakers who every day set their radios to NBC and enjoy the host of popular programs broadcast on most of these same stations. There's laughter with the Bob Hope Show, Bob and Ray, and Dave Garraway. Meredith Wilson brings informal chatter and music to suit every taste on his show every day, while Tommy Bartlett presents Welcome Travelers from Chicago. Strike It Rich, the show with a heart, presents enjoyable listening with Warren Hull. It's NBC's prescription to chase away your housework blues. So, whether you're doing the dishes, dusting, fixing lunch, sprucing up the house with your vacuum cleaner, or any one of a million and one things that housework entails, be sure to set your dial to this NBC station where you'll hear the finest in daytime radio programs. Remember, you'll hear Bob Hope, Dave Garraway, Tommy Bartlett, Bob and Ray, Meredith Wilson, and Warren Hull... Monday through Friday on most NBC stations. Next week, London. I've got to catch a killer who's got a seven-year head start. And that will be Steve Mitchell's dangerous assignment next week. Included in tonight's cast were Ray Dietrich, Bill Conrad, Paul Fries, Betty Lou Gerson, and Don Morrison. This is John Storm speaking. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner, is written by Bob Wright and Adrian John Doe, 
and is directed by Bill Karn. Be with us again next week at the same time when Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another transcribed dangerous assignment. Tomorrow, hear both Father Knows Best and Truth or Consequences on NBC.